Rooting for you. Nate illuminating this course with his greatness to the buzzer. I'm always seeking to level up and to never be complacent. Eagles fly so high that they can only soar with other eagles. One thing I love about Elevate Life is I get to be here to soar with other eagles. They get a vision for where they can go and where other people are. And when they can see where someone else is, they can call them higher. That's what I want to call you to, is to level up. So let's finish the verse, then I'll get to the message. I'm going to say it one more time. For the soil, say I'm the soil, that drinks the rain, the water of the word of God, that falls on it and produces crops, useful things in your life, and those people around you benefit from it, starting with your spouse, starting with your children. That soil, that person receives a blessing from God. But watch this. But if it persistently produces thorns and thistles, it is worthless and close to being cursed and it ends up being burned. So in other words, we have a choice. What are you going to grow when the rain of God, or watch this, the rain of life falls on you? How are you going to decide to grow? Because you decide to grow. It's very powerful. So how do we level up? How do we how do we grow up so we can level up? Like, again, that's just a, like, you know, I mean, I'm in some different circles and, and have been for a long time since really 19, since 1992. I've been in environments, largest leadership development seminars in the world. I've showed the platform for presidents. Many of you know this. I've been in different spaces, been in different rooms with people that, that are at the forefront of self-help at the forefront of psychology at the forefront of finances years ago Susie Orman and I did about 30 events together uh, teaching people about money teaching about finances she was the guru and had the book but guess what there was something on me because I had the proof that these principles work so again I could go on and on but I want you to I want you to so in, in that world, it's like, level up. Come on, level up. Let me tell you, when you level up, every time you make a decision to do something that your flesh doesn't want to do, every time you decide to be disciplined in any area of your life, you're leveling up. Every time you choose best over what's good, you're leveling up. But you got to grow up so you can level up. So here's a couple of things. Number one, graduate from being an elementary Christian. I don't care how long you've been a Christian, just graduate from being an elementary Christian. Let me explain this. Elementary versus mature. We have my chalkboard back here. I just want to teach a little bit of elementary education today. And hopefully balance it with a dose of maturity that from today forward, when God reigns on you, everybody around you will be able to... to to be the beneficiary of the blessing of God that's on your life. Come on, come on. All right, so here we go. Elementary believes Jesus is the son of God. That's a good place to start. Like, but now they've got this backwards. 
So it's supposed to be opposite, so that's okay. So elementary believes Jesus is the son of God. Mature takes action based on what they believe. So it's elementary to say, yeah, did you, have you received Jesus in your heart? Yeah. What, where's the proof in your life? Are you walking by faith or by sight? Because it's elementary to receive Jesus Christ in your heart. And the truth is, some of you haven't done that and you can't figure out why your life isn't working. Or why there's something on the inside of you that, that, that there's a cry for more. God made you for more. Let me say that again. God made you for more. That's where it starts. So our job is to believe, y'all know this, God's job is to do the bridge between our believing and God doing the impossible is our willingness to initiate and take action based on what we believe. So elementary, it's a point of conversion. Let's see, let's go to the next one. Good, we got that. So in other words, hey, I've, I've, I've come to Jesus. Like when we first started our church, which most of you weren't there, but our first membership class, I think had 357 people in it. We call it our charter membership class. In our church in the first four years, it was one of the fastest growing, in fact, in the top five fastest growing churches in America. And so man, we were rolling, man, it was like, okay. And so I get up and here's what I say to people. We're not just gonna be a conversion culture where we just want to reach people for Jesus Christ, but we're actually gonna be a transformational culture where God's gonna put his hand on us and we're going to make the impossible possible in our personal lives and that's what people will see and glorify God because of that. So point of conversion, lifelong transformation is when you're about that. Not like, hey, I checked the box, I've given my life to Jesus. No, now the tough part starts. It's like, you, you, know, you know the older that you get, you know what your tendency is gonna be? Now, I, I, I'm, I'm not talking to myself. Cause like, when I hear, by the way, I got called old for the first time that I know of publicly. Like, like there's been times, even, even when my hair, when I let my hair go back, I'm, I'm also gonna be trying this new soap stuff some of y'all been seeing that. But anyway, I won't go into that. But, because uh, Sheila really likes the gray and thinks it's wisdom, but she don't like gray on her head. But anyway, I won't talk about that. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I love your gray. Well, I like my gray about as much as you'd like your gray. Anyway, so. Uh, so, what? It's cute. it's cute. Thank you, Keila. Thank you, Keila. I know that's how a lot of women are like that. It's like, oh, look, you're old. I respect you. I don't know. It's like. Look at that silver-haired man. <sighs> Wish my husband would get silver-haired or just keep his hair. Anyway, so, so I don't even know what I was saying. What was I saying? Oh, with, uh, okay. So we, Pastor Sheila and I are going to Shreveport to be with our friends Denny and Deonza. We stop in Lindell, Texas at a Cracker Barrel. Well, we were the youngest people there, I promise you that. I kind of walked in there, and I'm like, I told you, I go, do we look like this? Like we, are we Cracker Barrel people? Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. But man, we ate for like $3. It was like amazing. That's why old people go there. It's like, here's your bill. Oh my goodness, $5.50. Anyway, so we walk, we walk in there. And so at the end, our, our waitress, I guess they're still called that. Is there another name for waitress now? Server, our server. Our server did such a great job that I really wanted to bless her. 
And so she'd gone in the back. So I kind of, there weren't a lot of people in there. It was just us. So I kind of just stuck my head around the corner. I said, hey, can you get? And I, anyway, and uh, so the girl says, hey, there's an old guy out here. <laughs> I then walked into the kitchen and I said, does this really look old to you? She goes, I am so sorry. I said, no, no, it's okay. I'm just telling you. There's old and this is not it. Anyway, I just, you know, here's what's great about being a leader. You're just in a corrective mode all the time. No, no, no. The level of your revelation will determine the level of your transformation. God wants this word to reign in your life. The Bible says as the rain comes down and does not go back up, but Isaiah 55, the prophet said, God makes it bring forth fruit and mature, so is my word. It will not return void. In other words, this word works if you work this word. Come on, y'all. It doesn't work just because you know the word. So next elementary verse is mature. Elementary needs healing for who and what has hurt them. It's elementary. And everybody at some point needs that. We need, we need healing from who hurt us and what hurt us. But some people never get past it, like the person I just mentioned to you. Here they're full-blown ministry. God's called them to an amazing church with their family, and they got a step back because they got trauma they didn't know they had. And I just go, man, if I was in your life, first of all, your rear end would hurt because I would be going, let's go, man, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, I got some stuff. You're 40 plus years of age. Why did you just realize you got some stuff? You've been doing pretty good until somebody told you you weren't. I'm just telling you, that's some people's story. It's like they were doing great until somebody said, you're not doing great. That's what happens to a lot of people that come to our church. I thought my marriage was fine until I came here and one day she turned to me and said, you got some growing to do. I don't like that church, man, I'm being challenged. I'm gonna tell you something, you need to be in a place that challenges the greatness that's in you. God made you to be great. He made you to be great. So sometimes it's gonna rub what's not great about you the wrong way. So I'm not minimizing this, I'm just telling you this is elementary. Here is what is mature. Uses who and what has hurt them to help themselves be better. Here's the, here is the leadershipology I wrote for myself that I hope will speak to you. Whatever can hurt you the most has the equivalent power to help you the most. Whatever hurts you so bad that you don't wanna be hurt like that again. That's why I see pain as weakness leaving my body. It's like, man, this hurt, but guess what? But baby, you ain't felt nothing like I'm gonna bring. Yeah, but that hurts. I'll talk about that in a minute. Elementary focuses on being forgiven. Mature focuses on forgiving others. Isn't it amazing that Jesus said, his disciples come to him and say, Lord, hey, teach us how to pray. Like, teach us, teach us how to pray. He goes, okay, pray this way. Our Father who art in heaven, come on, y'all say it. Hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Now watch this. This is where it starts to get tough. All that's sweet. God, you're so good. Bring your kingdom from heaven to earth. By the way, that's your job, is to bring his kingdom into your family, his kingdom to your children, his kingdom to your business. Your kingdom come, your will be done. How's that going to happen? Through you, that's your assignment. Give us this day our daily bread. Oh, and this one. And forgive us of our sins, which are debts, as we forgive others. If you have a problem with forgiving people, let me say it as sweet as I can. You're an immature person. You said, but you don't know what they did. No, no, no. Jesus taught us to pray this way. Forgive me as I forgive other people. When you realize how much you've been forgiven for, that's why I'm a merciful person, I'm telling you. I have chosen to be mercy, why? Because Jesus said, blessed are the merciful for they should receive mercy. How many of y'all need some mercy? That's why I'm gonna always give people mercy. I'm gonna give them mercy, you know why? Because I never know when I'm gonna need more mercy. Matthew 18, then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? He thinks he's being mature. Seven times? Like, like you know, he's thinking, man, that's, that's generous. Now this is, by the way, this is um, 12 chapters later. So Matthew 6, he teaches him to pray. Pray, forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. In other words, the power of forgiveness operates by you forgiving forgiving no not seven times Jesus replied but 70 times seven whoo what yeah 10 times how you're thinking by the way however you're thinking right now about everything in your life God wants you to know he's thinking 10 times and more however you're thinking about your money I just want you to know God's thinking 10 times or more some of y'all, I think there's one amen in this whole, like, like I said, God's thinking at least 10 times or more. That's how God is. It's like, it's like he wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or even think. We got to have higher level thinking. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven, Jesus says, therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with his servants who borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay. So his master ordered him to be sold along with his wife, his children, everything he owned to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, please be patient with me and I will pay it all. Then his master filled with pity for him or mercy released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owned him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat, demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient for me, I will take it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset and they went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man who had been forgiven and said, you evil servant, I forgave you of the tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. 
Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king, which represents God. If you want to make God mad, just don't forgive. Because he's forgiven you so much. But at the elementary level, listen, you may not understand how much you've been forgiven. So when you don't know how much you've been forgiven, it's hard to forgive other people because here's what they did to you and it's unfair and it's not right. The angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Ladies and gentlemen, that is where the maturity hits the road. That's where the rubber meets the road. In being the kind of person, doesn't mean you have to go be friends with them, doesn't mean you have to reconnect with them, but in your heart, you do what Jesus did on the cross. They had just nailed him, nails in his hands, nails in his feet, a spear in his side, beat him, his back, 39 times, and he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That is the spirit that God wants us to have to be mature. And yet so many people who call themselves believers have never graduated from elementary school because they handle forgiveness, or should I say unforgiveness, just like somebody that's never been forgiven. They get mad at the same things. They, they don't forgive people. As we live in a world right now like that. Elementary seeks to be blessed by God. In other words, if you're walking around still hoping, still hoping that God will bless me, that's elementary. It's okay. You got to start somewhere. Like, like, but the mature seeks to be a blessing to others because they're blessed by God. Does anybody see the difference? It's like this is where most of the church world is. Oh God, just bless me. Oh God, just, just, just bless me. Proverbs eleven twenty four and 25 in the Amplified, I love this. There is one who generously scatters abroad and yet increases all the more. And there is one who withholds what is justly due, but it results only in want and poverty. The generous man is a source of blessing and shall be prosperous and enriched. Come on, am I talking to somebody? Shall be prosperous and enriched. And he who waters, there's that rain. He who waters, will himself be watered, reaping the generosity he has sown. Come on, y'all. We've got to understand this. We've got to realize, you know, I'm I'm going to share something, and um, I won't go into the details of it. Josh didn't have his house for sale. All of a sudden, a realtor calls and says, hey, would you be interested in selling your house? At that time, was there any house in your neighborhood for sale? No houses in his neighborhood were for sale. And so Josh said, yeah, I'd be willing to sell my house for this amount. That's the amount he got. Now, let me just tell you something. Your house isn't for sale. Somebody calls you and they want to buy your house. And you name your price and you get your price. Well, that's, that's, that's what the market is right now. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I won't take time to go into what's happening in the markets right now and what's driving that because I could spend like an hour for us just talking about that and what's going to happen in this year, 2022, as they begin to try to increase 
the interest rate up to seven times from this point on just this year. That's supposedly going to help the economy. No, I won't get into that. But so, so watch this. The hand of God is on his life. And when he didn't even have something for sale, he was going to sell it, had it for sale before. Did you get one offer? One offer. How much was the offer less than what you were asking? 100000 less. He didn't take it. He waited. And then, while the market was making an adjustment, now there's a house in your neighborhood that's for sale that's about the same as your house for 100000 plus less than what he sold his house for. How long ago did you sell your house? Closed last week. So the asking price is 100000 less. Now here's what I want to tell you. When you walk in a maturity of generosity, God makes things like that happen for you. A hundred percent. And Josh has seen that his whole life. He's seen that. Because I've walked in that. And you can too. But you've got to mature. You've got to take the, the rain that comes on you. And guess what you've got to do? Those that bless others will be blessed themselves. You actually have to think like that. God says in Ephesians, the sixth chapter and the eighth verse, one of my favorite scriptures, whatever you do for others, God will do for you. So that's not just money, that's forgiveness. That's mercy, whatever it is. Anybody get anything out of this? Come on, we're talking about maturity. We're talking about leveling up, growing up to level up. Next one, elementary praise to God when things go wrong. Some of y'all don't really spend a lot of time with God when something goes wrong. God, oh God, oh God, oh God. I know I hadn't talked to you in a while, but this is me. Hope you recognize my voice. But those of us who know a little bit about God, when stuff goes wrong, oh God, oh God, help us. Watch this. The maturity person praises God before, during, and after the problem. That's maturity. God, I praise you. I believe here's what you're gonna do. I honor you no matter how it turns out. Not like God... Do this for me, and then God doesn't do it. See, that's why I don't pray. I gave a little bit at church, and God hadn't blessed me. It's immature. It's elementary. David said in Psalms 119, verse 165, seven times a day I praise thee because of your righteous judgments. Here's an elementary thought process. Remember, you got to grow up to level up. God wants you to level up to his word, but you've got to grow up to level up and then to see the benefits from growing up. By the way, how many of your life is better as an adult than it was when you were a kid? Let me just see your hands. Wow. How many of, your, how many of you, as you've gotten older, your life is getting better? Like, like some of you are cracking the code on how to do business and how to make money and how to add value and how to be valued. Isn't maturity wonderful? Same thing spiritually. It's like you can translate that. I mean, when you're a kid, you're walking around dependent on everybody. Mommy, I'm hungry. You're 18. <laughs> Go to the freaking refrigerator and get you something. There's nothing in the refrigerator. Go to the store. 
And when, you're, and when you're immature, what you do is you walk around and complain and gripe and bellyache about how this is and how this is and how your parents are. It's because you're immature and you don't even know it. You don't even know it. So watch this. That's how a lot of believers are with God. Come on, God. Help me help you. Here's elementary. Gets their feelings hurt for the same reasons as people who don't know Jesus. That's elementary. When you come to Christ, the same things that hurt your feelings before Christ shouldn't hurt your feelings now. Quit being the same person that the devil plays with and knows your trigger. As Billy Graham would say. The devil knows your trigger. Quit letting the devil pull your trigger. God's got a plan for your life. Gets their feelings hurt for the same reasons as people who don't know Jesus. Hmm. Mature people, they're just not easily offended. They're not easily offended. So I wrote this, I hope it helps you. By the way, everybody just read this with me. High. So this isn't for low level people, so if you're sitting here and you're going, I don't like one thing about this. Stay till the end. Watch this. Spiritually mature, spiritual maturity can be measured by whether a person seeks first the kingdom of God with their time, their talent, and their treasure. You're, you're, listen to me. Let, me. let me go back to the point. You gotta grow up before you level up. So some of you are in elementary school in your walk with God because you're not first fruiting God. You're not putting God first with your finances. It's elementary. Like, like that horse needs to come into the barn. And some people, some people never make the trip because they're, they're under a spirit of mammon and they don't know it. Jesus said you can't serve both God and mammon. He didn't say you can't serve both God and the devil. We go, oh, of course not. But he said, no, you can't serve both God and mammon. Mammon is the spirit of the world and you look at your money and you're fearful. A woman's greatest need is security, a man's greatest need is respect. And too often times, neither one of them gives each other that because one of the keys to being able to give a man respect is you, you can't be immature yourself. One of the ways that you give security to a woman is you can't be immature yourself. And there's some women, they struggle with their husbands financially because they've made some very bad decisions and they were immature decisions. And that's why there's the pushback. And you just need to understand that. How long does it take to, to change that? About five years. I hear all those ladies that must have been from heaven that's right that's right he's made dumb moves for about 15 years and he wants me to trust him spiritual maturity can be measured by whether a person seeks first the kingdom of God with their time talent treasure spiritual maturity can be measured with how long it takes them to get over hurt how long it takes to get back up when you've fallen down how long does it take? Yeah, but it hurts so bad. It hurts so bad. Get up! Uh, just, 
just can't. Uh, yeah, but you don't understand. Get up! Yeah, but it's going to hurt when I walk. I limp. Walk with a limp then. But don't go, man, I can't walk right now because I got a limp. Spiritual maturity can be measured by how willing they are to obey what God says. 331 times in scripture is this phrase, if you are willing and obedient. Next one, how long it takes them to process difficult things. How long does it take you to process when something goes bad? You just overthink it and rehearse it and nurse it. Oh man, just, oh. It's a sign of your spiritual maturity, not your personality. How easily they are offended. Spiritual maturity can be measured by what it takes to offend you. One of the things we have to teach new employees is in our environment, you're not, you don't get offended. Well, that offended me. No, 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 that's not our language. We don't get offended. You know why? God wants you to be the kind of anvil if you're a leader that other people can beat their leadership out on. If you're a leader, you can't let people offend you. God's put you on the earth to help lead. And if all the leaders, which is what we have in our country now, we got a bunch of people offended by this and offended by that and blaming this and blaming that and there's a spirit of offense that has been unleashed because America has never been more immature than they are right now. Trust me when I tell you this. It's like, there's, there's just an immature spirit. You know why? Because all growth is spiritual growth. So as our country, the further we've gotten away from God, the more immature. It's like things that, like for some of us, we hear about things or watch things and we go, what? That's me. You ought to hear me when I'm by myself. When I'm praying to God and talking about this country, I think all Frisco could hear it. Anyway, okay, I'm passionate. Great peace, Psalms 119. Anybody here want peace? Come on. You want peace? If you don't want peace, you hadn't realized the benefit of peace. Great peace have they which love the word of God and nothing shall offend them. 